Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast, your weekly dose of plant-based chat with me, Holly Johnson. Before we get started, please do take two minutes to subscribe and leave us a review as it really does help us to rank in the charts and to keep going. Today, I'm joined by Duncan McNair, who is CEO of Save the Asian Elephants, and Peter Egan, who many of you will know is a huge animal welfare campaigner and actor um, in one of my favourites, Downton Abbey, and my mum's favourite, ever-decreasing circles, I think it was called, wasn't it? Which I vaguely remember. Yeah, that was that was in the eighties, so that was before your time. Yes, well, I was I was born in seventy eight, so you know, just before my time. I think I remember watching some of it. Anyway, <laughs> you might have seen the later episodes then when you were about seven or eight. Yes, yeah, yeah I think I did. Yes, it was a great, it was a great series. Yeah, it was brilliant. I do remember it. Um, We're here to discuss the use of animals in tourism, aren't we? And a bill to end the UK's sale and advertising of practices abroad where wildlife is cruelly exploited, um, which both of you, Duncan and Peter, are supporting. So a a few quick facts which shocked me are that in Thailand alone, and, and I've actually visited Thailand before being vegan and met with a baby elephant. So this sort of really um, rang true with me. But um, captive elephants gave 13 million rides in 2016. And yet only 2,800 tourist elephants survived there. Many are worked to death. And 32% of people visiting Thailand report riding an elephant or wishing to. So I know as vegans, we're often sort of focused on how we can help animals sort of trapped in the food system, aren't we? But perhaps sometimes we don't, you know, we don't realise that there are other ways we can we can support animal welfare causes. I I could just say something, Holly, which is um, people in the food system who eat animals are people who won't mind riding them because they think animals are there just for the human's use. We being the ace predator, we can use an animal as we like, Mm. uh, which is why it's wonderful that someone like Duncan in 2015 um, started Save the Asian Elephant and exposed all of the intense cruelty um, in a system which is called Pajan, which um, I'm sure Duncan will elaborate on far better than I can. Um, it, it, it is disgusting what happens to all animals on our planet because of human beings who believe that animals don't mind being slaughtered in order for food. And once you accept that as a concept and that leads your life, then you're going to not worry about hunting. You're not going to worry about animals being kicked, horses being kicked and smashed by their owners in the face because they're just animals. Mm -hmm. And I think this also feeds into, until people get the message that the cruelty is intense, People think, oh, elephants don't mind me getting on their back. That's lovely. I can pull their ears and stuff like that. They don't mind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't even know that Duncan explained the, the, the Pajan, how how an elephant come, comes to a point where it is able to be ridden by a, a, a ridiculous tourist. Yeah, well, I, I, that's very eloquently put. And and, and they, they often say that the cruelty 
committed on Asian elephants is the worst animal cruelty of any kind. And it's whilst it's invidious to make comparisons, it's truly terrible. And I've seen it enough times. Um, and the, the short answer to Peter's uh, question about Pajan, that's a Hindi word meaning breaking of the spirits. It's not an ancient tradition. It's nothing of the sort. It's a very modern and a very hideous uh, means of converting wild elephants to be available, broken and, and brutalized for modern tourism exploitation. And what it means in practice is the snatching of baby elephants from the wild. Uh, their mothers who try to protect them are killed in front of them, often six or seven herd members likewise. The baby, a little baby, barely up to your waist in height, is dragged away. It's isolated, which is a disaster. And then it's uh, placed, uh, it, 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 it's, it's, it's uh, starved, dehydrated, kept awake for weeks and months with loud noise. Then it's placed in a so-called crushing cage and beaten, stabbed, ripped with metal hooks, eyes pulled out, smashed with iron bars on its legs and everything. What's the, what's the insane purpose of this? It's to break its spirits so, so that it gives up psychologically, mentally, physically so that it will do anything it's told uh, by way of tourism, trips, rides, and so on. It's outrageous and appalling. Uh, Asian elephants now have dipped to their lowest ever numbers. Um, there used to be millions and millions, used to be 10, 10 or 20 million. 30 million probably in China alone, um, in the last, uh, up to the beginning of the last century. Now there are barely two or 300 in China and 40,000 in the world of whom about 40% are in this brutal captivity. These are ancient, majestic, noble creatures now at their last stand. When I, when I, when I tried to start gathering the facts about this brutal market in unethical tourism, I realised that it, it was all, all hopes uh, of the charity sector, effectively, were based upon trying to exhort and encourage uh, the wrongdoers to do better. That's fine, but it won't do in itself. It's useless in itself. Uh, if huge money is being made, uh, then people need uh, the force and compulsion of law to bring them into line. And I'm afraid to say Britain, it has a very shameful history. It has a huge and disproportionate market in unethical animal tourism generally including for Asian elephants. You've done a, a magnificent campaign to get it into the House of Lords. It's passed through the House of Commons, and now it's waiting alongside the Animals Abroad Bill to actually pass through. Is that right? There's no Animals Abroad Bill. I'm afraid that went a year ago. But what there is, is our law, our bill, which is called the Animals Low Welfare Activities Abroad Bill. That, that purpose can be expressed in a sentence. Yeah. It is to ban in the UK the advertising and sale of access to venues abroad where any vertebrate species is brutalised in tourism. Now, uh, that includes not just Asian elephants, but um, the primates, that's the apes, big cats, dolphins, bears, avians, marines, and indeed uh, species that are not highly endangered but are highly vulnerable, equines, donkeys, um, and camels and, uh, and, and horses and so on, as well as bulls, actually, bull running and bull fighting. All of those yeah. things have the potential to be encapsulated in this law. And, and it has gathered colossal public support, I'm pleased to say, and I'm, I'm surprised to, to report. 
um, and indeed good cross-party support in both houses of parliament. What it needs, though, is a steady hand by government and a steady nerve to avoid being blown off course by commercial interests who could very easily derail this with supposedly helpful interventions and amendments that will lose the bill its place in the parliamentary queue and then it goes forever. And with it, and if, if the bill if the bill passes through, it will place a ban on the advertising of elephant rides throughout Southeast Asia or just in Thailand? Uh, no, everywhere. Everywhere across the globe outside the UK. Uh, this, this, this bill, it, 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 as it stands, is both England and Northern Ireland. We're hoping and pushing hard for Scotland and Wales before we think they will. Um, but its purpose is to ban brutal uh, advertising of brutal practices abroad um, everywhere anywhere from the north of France to deepest Australia, everywhere. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we have, of course, we don't have jurisdiction from our parliaments over those countries, but we do have control in many ways of what we can allow our population to see by way of advertisements. You can imagine many practices that we would not wish uh, to see people uh, being allowed to advertise for money. And this is an example. And the way it will work, if the bill passes, uh, the Secretary of State has to formulate what are called activity regulations. That's done by consultation with interested players, including the major charities, I hope save the Asian elephants amongst them, and with others, uh, commercial interests. And there will be a high level of evidence to show why a particular practice or venue should be banned from advertising. Uh, but we today have assembled vast amounts of evidence of, of, of hundreds of abusive venues being piddled by over 1,200 so far UK travel companies just for elephants alone. That's before we get on to the unspeakable yeah. species. What do you say? What would you say to people who think, oh, it's, it's lovely. I love to watch an ele elephant doing a painting. I mean, they look so cute with a paintbrush in this. What do you say to that? Many people like that. And what I say to them is you must research what on earth you think you're looking at. Elephants are wild animals. And, and, and just as if you wandered up to a lion or a tiger and leapt on its back, there would be consequences. But so with an elephant, they are brutalised into admitting people onto their backs, into being forced to do paintings and football and throwing darts and spreading over people, all sorts of nonsense. They have been hideously brutalised. The invariable rite of passage, sadly, of an Asian elephant into tourism captivity is extreme brutality. And I know now, for many visits to India and Thailand, you can tell the horrors the elephants have been through. Absolutely horrible. I've seen all of, uh, as you describe it, Pajan, the breaking of the spirit. It's absolutely disgusting. You've made a major contribution to this, Peter, which is that Asian elephants, like many animals, when they're brutalised, are highly dangerous to humans. Yeah. And uh, Peter, for Save the Asian Elephants, interviewed a woman who 20 years ago was sitting beside her sister, Andrea, at a big venue in Thailand uh, with a big elephant uh, rodeo uh, where dozens of baby and adult elephants were forced to do tricks. The elephants get very pent up. Baby elephants are terrified. The adults get furious. And one of them charged this young woman that you interviewed 
Um, she was her sister beside her, her father also beside her. Mighty the elephant. It's enormous. It's as big as your sitting room almost, with massive tusks. It drove its tusks several times through her sister's chest, who died um, in her arms some hours later. Now, the shock of this is not that it's unique, but that it's fairly common. That venue, 20, over 20 years on, is bigger than ever before. And today is being advertised by 120 UK-based travel companies. Have you, have you Duncan, furnished all of these um, uh, uh, agents with all of the information about the breaking of the spirit and about the terrible cruelty? And do they just tend, to, do they choose to ignore it for profit? Substantially so, almost invariably so. Um, we, we went to see the main regulator of the travel industry, ABTA, Association of British Travel Agents, within a, a few months of my found, founding stay in 2015. And I'm afraid we had a very, very poor reception, uh, coupled with a denial that any of this was going on pretty much, prove it to us, produce evidence. I spent vast amounts of time producing it all. And then we found out that uh, a couple of years earlier, two other charities had provided similar information to them. Um, we, if furthermore, um, in more recent times, we've written to um, 100 uh, travel agents um, pointing out what they're advertising on the night's wrong. We got very few replies, and of those, only two did anything about it. The reason for this is big money trumps most things, certainly trumps animal welfare, unless there's any legal compulsion. Unfortunately, it does, doesn't it? And I think the thing is, I mean, you know, obviously it's very different sort of talking about the, the money that the um, travel agents are receiving compared to the poorer communities in places like Thailand who, you know, I'm guessing are doing this because, you know, it's, it's a form of, earning money for their families so what can we do to support these poorer communities if we do go abroad without you know accidentally funding cruelty because i think but, most but, people Holly, Holly, but are you sure maybe duncan could clarify this as well the money doesn't trickle down to the local community the money is taken by the person who runs the center and by the Pajans who get a pittance, uh, is my understanding. It is the yeah. it's the entrepreneur at the top. Is it, it doesn't trickle down to the local community, does it? That's the normal model. I mean, there are a few instances, there are some of elephants being in private hands, just the private individuals, you know, that tethered in their front garden or something. But the vast majority of Asian elephants um, certainly are involved in big business unwittingly and un 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 unwillingly. Um, but but they, they, the big money is being made by the Western tour companies. And yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to name names, Holly, on your channel, but uh, the big, uh, uh, until you give me a clear yes, I'm going to say that the biggest company has an annual turnover of 100,000 million dollars right. wow. billion dollars that place advertises dozens and dozens just of brutal elephant venues before we get on to all the others mm. now this is not there to support local communities no there to rent what it can the, the other thing that needs to be reminded mahouts who are the daily handlers of asian elephants live a pity pitiable life an awful life a squalor they're very low caste they're outcasts they are regarded with uh, with contempt, frankly, than most people. I've made it my business to go and see these people. They're high on drugs a lot of the time, and booze, 
they live away from their families, miles away, little grossy little mud huts. They, 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 they have no prospects. They take it all out on the elephants. That's what happens. This is not the Mahout of old. This is not the Mahout of the Gerber a hundred years ago. This is a very brutal new breed of Mahout that sprang up simultaneously with the explosion of the travelling, the package travel industry 60 years ago. Yeah, desperate to feed the demand for more and more elephants into tourism. And the bigger picture, and I, I, I hope you'll bear with me, this is a crucial feature of this, that the purpose of this law is not to close down elephant tourism or any other animal tourism. It is to steer the market away from brutal, unethical tourism towards ethical tourism, where, for example, in the case of elephants, they can be seen in wildlife parks or genuine sanctuaries, yeah. express sexual behaviour in herds on both a, a respectful distance for them and a safe distance for humans. There are such places. This is no fantasy. There are plenty of places, but nowhere near enough to sustain and save the species. That's what STAY, my organisation, with wonderful help from people like Peter, is all about. It's about steering the market away from this brutal stuff uh, to, 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 yeah, I mean, there are many parallels, but, you know, 150 years ago, Britain specialised in children down mines and up chimneys. Uh, and then uh, people intervened, and they weren't trying to end employment, uh, they yeah. were trying to improve conditions. And and and, uh, it, 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 and here we're trying to save species and improve conditions both for humans and for animals. And I'm so disappointed that with some few Notable exceptions, the vast majority of the travel industry has turned its back on proper engagement. I think it might start to engage if this law passes. It's going to have to. Can I ask a question, Duncan? Um, do you know what is the average lifespan of an elephant that has undergone the breaking of the spirit and is used in entertainment as opposed to an elephant that is living in a sanctuary in the wild? The short answer is that although firm and reliable data are somewhat elusive in this area, generally speaking, the natural lifespan of an Asian elephant in the wild is around 70 years. Mm. In captivity, uh, where they're brutalised and, and not properly fed and they have horrible diseases and injuries, it's around 35 to 40 years. And it's a pretty awful existence while they're there. It's no real life, you know, they, they're they existing and that's about it. And that tells you a lot. And I've seen tragic photos of elephants in the wild set against elephants in captivity and shocking difference. And then, it, it, as it were, the reverse, the happy reverse, where elephants have been saved from brutal captivity and restored to one of these wonderful um, safe haven sanctuaries where they become a different creature. The thing is, if you're booking through one of the top tour operators in somewhere like the UK, where I think a lot of people feel that, you know, we've we've sort of civilised society and there must be laws against this thing. You would trust that if you're going for that elephant ride booked through this big name, you know, like well-respected tour operator, you would trust you'd like to think that that is everything's going to have been investigated and looked into and it's all you know above board but actually we're we're funding this terrible terrible cruelty so the bill will put a stop to that 
how can we support this? So do we need to all sort of be signing this bill? It's being looked at next week, I believe, which is the beginning of September. It's, it started its parliamentary journey some months ago in the Commons. It went unopposed and unamended through every stage, which is wonderful and remarkable for any legislation, let alone animal welfare. It then passed uh, likewise through both early uh, Lord stages. And today week, um, Tuesday the 5th of September, is a critical debate. In It's a committee of the whole House of Lords. The committee stage is crucial. And it's important because it's a line by line debate on the bill um, by Lords. Any Lord can turn up, anyone can can speak as long as they've given some forward notice. And it's a very, very important moment for this bill. We hope that the big commercial interests who seek to sustain and flourish and profit from this brutality will stay at home and that those who they may be tempted to encourage uh, by way of peers into the chamber to support this will stay at home and that these ancient speeches will be given a chance. I see this, I see this, and I think many, many tens of millions do as a really big step because it does not end here. It starts here and this bill uh, should become UK-wide, then worldwide and affect endless species, not, not just elephants, but all those other species I've touched on. There are hundreds of them. And, and um, so it's a huge thing. Um, the way you can help is to, even at this late stage, is to, uh, of course, join Stay, look at our website, see how to tackle travel agents who are, uh, and say to them, do you offer elephant holidays that involve direct contact with elephants? If so, I want nothing to do with you. I'm going to buy elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Secondly, yes, you can, there are ready cut and paste letters on our website at stae.org, but you can write to the Prime Minister, to your MP, and to the relevant Lord, who's Lord Benyon, the relevant Minister, rather, Lord Benyon. If the bill does pass through committee stage next week, it has two further formal stages, but we hope they would not be as testing before it goes into law. And then, for people like me, the work really begins, and <laughs> more work, uh, because we have to fight to make sure that the bill contains, or the law contains, as many um, tough provisions in terms of what practices and venues are prohibited as possible. And, and that, of course, must be kept under constant review. And we need the, the visible support. So signing our petition, ours is the biggest petition in world history for any animal species. And it sounds immodest to say, but of course I'm proud of it, and, and it shows the ever-growing strength of this. People love elephants and they, in their hearts, love virtually all species. Why would they not? Yeah. Do you have, Duncan, as a matter of interest, um, recommendations on the stay site where people can book ethical holidays and go to, ele to elephant sanctuaries rather than the noon gooch? Um, yeah. Well, the answer that, we have to be cautious, not least me as a lawyer, we can't print we can't publish lists of unethical venues because we'll get sued into oblivion, even if we're totally in the right. And, and, and actually, it's dangerous to publish lists of what appear to be good venues because good today is not always good tomorrow. Uh, what we do do is we back heartily various places that have been durably good um, down the years. And our social media is hugely active and we constantly 
encourage people to go to them. And if you ring me or ring uh, my team, they will know who those people are. Um, but, but what we do most importantly, perhaps, is on our website, we list the, the, the key characteristics of a genuine sanctuary. And that starts with no direct contact with the elephants, not cuddling them, not selfies or riding or playing around with them, washing them. Those are all predicated on extreme brutality. Uh, people want to know really what are the these guidelines to look out for. That's really helpful. Um, there's, there's quite a few sort of well-known names, um, isn't there, supporting the campaign, including yourself, obviously, Peter. Um, how did you come to be involved with this? Because you've, I mean, you're such a, a passionate, you know, animal rights activist, campaigner. How did how did you get into all this? I was approached by Duncan in 2015 when I was at the National Theatre, I think. And, and it, Duncan asked me if I would um, be a patron. And I have to say to my shame, I was also ignorant of the great damage that was being done to the Asian elephant just for entertainment, mm. you know. So I I, I, I can't um, moan about the general public who don't uh, focus or understand this because I hadn't taken it on board either. Um, yeah. But once I did, I, I was 100% committed to it because the cruelty is extreme. And because as I am a vegan and I don't think that this should be just driven because you're vegan, it should be driven because you're kind, or because you are compassionate. Um, but we need to recalibrate our relationship with all animals on this, our wonderful planet. And part of that begins with legislation. <clears throat> it makes people think about their actions. And through legislation, you are explaining to people what's wrong with a particular system, I, I think. And I think Duncan has served that beautifully in the last eight years and has i mean from 2015 to now where you have got to duncan is absolutely phenomenal i think and you've and i know how hard you've worked and how passionate you are about this but it is crucial i think it's crucial for all of us for, for all of humanity to really plug in to our compassionate membrane and support the end of cruelty on every single level Peter's been a fabulous advocate for Stay, and I, I can't tell you how much we all respect and, 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 and thank him for that. Um, we've got many others who've come to the cause, you know, and I am a great believer in trying to seize chances uh, to, to, to engage people who can be influential in many different ways. But I, 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 don't, I try not to lose an opportunity, whether I'm at a bus stop or walking to work or whatever. <laughs> Talk to, and they are very, very interested. People don't, in fact, look at me as if I'm a bit of a nut. But, <laughs> but it's not for that reason, anyway. You know, it, what, what always amazes me, Duncan, as well, is the temple ele elephants and the fact that elephants are revered so highly in India and in Asia. They're kind of um, sort of godlike creatures, and yet this strange dichotomy where they are treated so appallingly. Now, I'm not pointing a finger at India, and I, I bear in mind that it is Western interests that make the really big money out of this. Uh, yeah. But global wrongs within, um, you, you know, the indigenous communities in Southeast Asia also that permit it to happen. 
Um, it, it's all appalling and a tragedy. I've I, I really realised that Stay and other organisations here can't expect to go to India and tell people how to behave with animals without horrible consequences. But we can do everything to influence the buying habits and the outlooks and the awareness of our own people. And so we think government should do. And, and that's true not just of Britain, obviously. It's true of every country. Yeah. So that's what he that told me uh, a year or two ago, I think he's probably changed his mind. He said, this is all a waste of time because Britain stands for nothing. Uh, we're only a small country. Well, I don't know why he's in public life in, in this believes <laughs> that. But nonetheless, um, the, the, the answer is that we are a very influential country, not least in places like India still, uh, by reason of uh, our, our backgrounding, not always happy legacy of, of involvement there. And, and we have huge influence. And many countries across the world are watching now for the progress of this law with yeah. a view to adopting and adapting it for their own countries. It, it, we should be proud to be at the brink of a world first. Whether you're vegan or not, or, or transitioning or, or anything, really, I think, um, you know, no one would want to contribute to suffering to you know these amazing animals like you say they they do need our help so i'd encourage anyone to go over and to the um stay website and um take a look and i think you know if we're educating ourselves then we can avoid being you know a part of any of this suffering and i wish you the best of luck with the bill i really hope that you know it gets through and that we can see yeah we can see some positive change for the future but thank you so much both of you for joining us been great talking to you honey been great well, apologies for any issues with sound quality during this episode, but thank you so much for listening. I think you'll agree this is a really worthy cause and I'm pleased that we have been able to raise awareness and I know you will all want to support this worthy cause. Um, you may have noticed that this wasn't Molly's leaving do. We will now be celebrating or commiserating <laughs> her leaving next week where we will be looking back over highlights from the last few years and um, having a little party to send Molly off to her new job. As always, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast and also visit veganfoodandliving.com forward slash podcast to try and issue a Vegan Food and Living magazine for just 99p. 